Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Quarantine Colin Show. It's so great to have all of you here tonight. My name is Terry Green, and I'm an aspiring NPR host, and tonight we're really going to have a lot of fun talking to people about everything but COVID-19, but I guess we're going to have to start the night off by addressing the elephant in the room. Uh, most of you have been quarantined for wow, one to two days, and it's already setting in how bad and how crazy that can make you. i got to let you know today, uh, I watched a video on how to make stock, and once I was done with all the vegetables in my house, I started making stock out of almost everything in my house. I'm talking shoes, I'm talking Apple devices, and let me tell you, the broth, the broth only consistently got worse over time. Um, anyways, I, I figured we'd start by talking about some stories in the news that, um, well, are not about COVID, about just some fun stories. Like this one here from Florida. We've got, um, well, it looks like we've got a manatee that recently emancipated from its pod. Isn't that interesting? You know, when we think about animals in Florida, we, you know, we only think about the gators. We think about the manatees sometimes, but we don't really think about them, do we? Um, anyways, how this is going to work is that we're going to be playing some ads, we're going to be taking calls, and we're just going to be talking to people about what they're doing in their homes during this quarantine. Because <laughs> I know it can be hard to be quarantined, especially when you're not sick. Oh boy, I like I said, uh, I made all the stock and I have just been watching movies. I saw this movie called The Favorite and fun fact, it ended up being one of mine. I also saw the movie uh, Uncut Gems and I'll tell you, alongside The Favorite, it was also a favorite and that's the kind of fun we're going to be having tonight. Oh God. And if you're watching on the Twitch, feel free to write in and we'll chat. Um, for those of you who just turned in, my name is Terry Green and I'm an aspiring NPR host. And uh, do I really need to fully load myself like that at the top? I think I do. I think I think it's just part of how these things work. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take a nice drink of water. And I think I'd love for you to all do the same. Just take a nice long drink of water. good. That's really good stuff. You got to stay hydrated. Oh, look at me talking about COVID. This is a show about everything but it. Well, another fun thing I heard today, I heard that my dad, um, well, I heard that he had a great time golfing. And isn't that just a blast to think about your dad golfing, thinking about him not doing it well? Isn't that a blast? Oh, thank you. Thank you, Small I Thank you. I, I, this is my first time ever live streaming. Wow. I mean, I got to tell you, I have been trying to get on the airwaves for quite a while. And it turns out the only way to get there is, um, you know, with people quarantine. Because a lot of people said, who would listen? Really, who would listen to you? And the answer is... Um, I always said a captive audience, and I meant it literally, and now I have it. Um, so we're going to be taking calls from uh, anyone who I gave the number out to, and I've been, you know, since the streets are empty, it means you can put posters pretty much anywhere you want in the whole city, and I've just been posting my number on every single poll in like about a five-mile radius, 
and uh, it's been a blast putting that number up there, seeing, you know, who exactly, you know, calls in, and I guess we'll find out who calls in. Um, oh, look, we have more people coming in. Welcome. My name is, uh, my name is Terry Green. Uh, yeah, yeah, look at that. Hell yeah, Smolby Jake. That's a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm apologize. I, I called you a Smolby and it's small boy. Hi, Stacy. Hi, welcome to the show. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Thank you, Devin. This is, it's so much fun to get constructive feedback live on the air. Um, you know, on the radio, part of my problem before was that I was unable to know what people thought. And the internet has given me this brilliant, really, you know, hard, hard criticism. Oh, it looks like we have our very first caller. Hi, caller. You're on the air. Welcome to Quarantine, oh, Colin. How are am you? Am I live? Am I live? You're live. Oh, that's amazing. This is great. This is this is great. What you're doing here. This is outstanding stuff. Oh, thank you. And now the caller idea says your name is Gabe. Gabe, would you mind telling me what you're calling in about? Oh, nothing. I just I saw the flyers. Um, you said call in if 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 you got a you know if you want and i wanted to so i gave a call in um just thought it'd be nice to talk to someone uh it's been a you know i know you don't want us to talk about stuff but it's been you know it's been a little difficult so oh gabe how has it been difficult you know everyone's struggle is different in this quarantine well it's impacted my livelihood um i uh i uh a lot of my income is based on events and social gatherings so with those kind of those taken out of the out of the what's the word uh spectrum uh, i don't uh, know yeah society <laughs> Dude, we're not we're not doing um yeah we're not doing that anymore so it's it's been uh, you know it's trying to trying to figure out how we're gonna get by how am i gonna get by if i can't go out and do my uh you know do my stuff do my work yeah now now gabe it sounds like you do a lot of fun stuff events that's not a normal job is it I mean, I, most people, I mean, think there are events, but it seems like your job might be a little fun. Uh, is that true? I mean, I try to have fun with it, but it's like, it's like anything. It's a job. I mean, you, right. you, you tell people you're a professional uh, gig impressionist. Um, and uh, Hold on. And, uh, a professional gig impressionist. What does that mean? Well, I, it's a, I, I am, I'm hired, uh, you know, I'm hired to, to, to show up and do, uh, impressions at, you know, parties, uh, events, um, uh, uh, corporate, uh, corporate retreats. Oh, Gabe, you have uh, really, you have really piqued my interest in impressionist. Would you mind showing us who else is in the room over there? Uh, it's just me, uh, oh, Terry. Okay. Um, no, I meant impressions. Oh, I, you know, I, I could see how you, you, um, I could see how you'd go there. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that kind of impressionist. Oh, um, okay. I'm more of a, you know, it's, it's about the, it's about the in-person presence, um, and the kind of whole ensemble I put together. Um, right. it, it, it's, 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 it's really something you got to be in the same room to experience, oh. which as you can imagine is, you know, that's why I'm so profoundly affected. I, I can't right. yeah. fly my trade. Um, 
Now, Gabe, I, I'm, I'm struggling to understand what exactly you do for a job. Um, would you mind breaking it down? What is it that you would be doing if I could see you right now? Um, well, so you, you, are you familiar with the concept of like celebrity lookalikes? Oh, very much so. Yes. And, and sometimes those celebrity lookalikes, they'll, they'll get hired to, um, you know, come to an event and people will show up to the event to meet the like celebrity lookalike and it's kind of like take a picture with it. And it's kind of like tongue in cheek, like, Oh, I met so-and-so, but everyone knows it's not so-and-so. Right. It's yes. like a thing. So I do that. I do that for Paul Giamatti. Um, I'm oh. a Paul Giamatti impressionist and people have me, um, people will have me come to their, uh, to their things and, you know, just do my, you know, be Paul. And let everyone get a Paul experience, right? And um, and what kind of what kind of events are looking for Paul Giamatti? Because not to really you know cramp your style, but I can't imagine people asking. Um, I can't imagine necessarily people asking for Paul Giamatti to show up for something. Oh, oh, you'd be you'd be surprised, really, how many places that a Paul Giamatti type energy is is beneficial to the the vibe. And, um, you know, the commercial appeal, I think, is is really where it can come in. Um, you know, I, I've done like a, I, I do an equal bet, bit between social events and corporate events. So, I, you know, one week I'm at a, a birthday party. Next week I'm at like a, a car dealership on, uh, opening. Um, I, I, I've done a surprising amount of quinceañeras. Um, really? That's surpri- that is I, surprising. I, I haven't been able to trace the connection uh, back, but they they go nuts for them. 15-year-old uh, Latino girls just love Paul Giamatti. Now, Gabe, can you tell me what is the interaction like between you and, you know, the quinceañeras and the, the car dealerships? What What is that kind of interaction like? Are you talking about, like, on this, I mean, how they get a hold of me? I would love to. Yeah. Let walk me through your whole, you know, transaction process. Oh, uh, well, let's just go. I, I, I put up the ad Craigslist. Right. Um, you gotta. Is where, do you need a Paul Giamatti impersonator? And that's the title. Uh, there's no, there's no text in the body of the post. It's just my contact numbers at the bottom. Um, and, uh, that number actually goes out to an answering service who will take incoming calls, kind of notate the job, and then they'll get back to me, and, and I'll, I'll call back who I, I think are promising leads. Um, at a certain point, I had to get the answering service because I was just fielding too much too much influx on my personal cell. Is that true? And what kind of what kind of gigs were you turning down? Um, I, I would say uh, the, you know, birthday parties where it's under under 30 people it's just not my it's not worth my time to show up and put on the whole outfit and do right. the whole shtick yeah. like I'm, I'm i gotta drive i gotta get out there i gotta wash the outfit before before the next event um the outfit now what's the outfit walk me through that i'm, I'm just so curious i just got i would love to see it but this oh god this quarantine yeah i i i, I feel you uh i mean walking through well, here's here's the thing is I take more of a um, I take a pretty broad uh, broad swing at Paul. Um, it's more of a it's a reinterpretation of, of him. 
A reinterpretation. Um, now, is this when you when you talk about a reinterpretation? Is it uh, is it sort of a fan fiction, or what is what is it that you change about Paul? Well, here's the here's I'll be I'll be honest with you. Please, uh, yes. The, the biggest the biggest uh, impedance to me doing a uh, carbon copy Paul Giamatti is that. Uh, I'm upwards of six foot ten. Right. I'm not. I'm not even in the ballpark, uh, physique wise, for a match. Um, and that really. So it's like you're coming. You're already coming from a place where it's like I gotta work this back. I gotta find a yeah. way to sell this. Right. And and that was just becoming such a grind. So I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna own up to the fact that I don't look exactly like Paul Giamatti. Right. And and Gabe, I got to tell you, most people who don't look like a celebrity don't go into a whole career of impersonating them. So I guess I'm curious why Paul Giamatti? Because, you know, I could just imagine a situation where a celebrity impersonator hears all the time, hey, you look like Paul Giamatti. But if you're six foot ten, I mean, what led you to Paul Giamatti? Yeah. No, I mean, I see where you're coming from. Right. Um, yeah. Can you see? Uh, I, I see. Uh I guess the it, it's uh, the easiest way to explain it is just to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 2007. Um, I'm 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 hanging out with my friends. We go see a movie. That movie is uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Shoot 'Em Up. I am not. Shoot 'Em Up was a it was like a, a kind of over the top action farce with uh, Clive oh. Owen. <laughs> that sounds and, like fun. Um, yeah, and uh, the villain in that film was played by Paul Giamatti. Oh, he's a great and, villain. And he just blew me away. It just took me. Every line he said, every every just every little choice he was making. There's a part where he's he's drinking um uh, a hooker's breast milk and and this is in this is this is like his introduction in the film and it just knocked my socks off. And yeah. I can and imagine. Since yeah. then, since then, I've just been chasing it down, trying to like just see how close to Paul I can get. Um, he's just a real uh, kind of like a north star for me. And if so that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, I, you know, star emulation is something I definitely jive with as someone who has always wanted to. I mean, if I have always wanted to be Bill Clinton, um, you know, yeah. I, you know what I mean? You should do it. I the thing is that I'm, you know, I'm five foot four and um, it's just never going to work. But you're giving me some inspiration, I guess. At, when you when you show up to these parties, right uh-huh. now, you I you know, forgive me for saying it sounds like you look nothing like Paul Giamatti and that you want to embody Paul Giamatti. Um, yeah. And, and how is it that, you know, if I if I if I hired you and you show up and I'm like, this is not Paul, this is not the man yeah. I hired. You know yeah. what what happens in that instance? Uh, I mean, it's a that happens. The the times that that happens are few and far between. Really, right? most people are real. Most people get it almost instantly. They 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 see me and they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I and, gotta tell you, Gabe, from what you've told me, that sounds very hard to believe. I don't know what to tell you there, Terry. It's that this is my life and my livelihood. Um, right. But I mean, there's been a, there has been a few times where there's someone who's just like. It's not clicking with them, and and what I've done in that situation is just kind of um, 
just just be indignant. Um, yeah, I yeah, you gotta. Just, I, I cross my arms and I, and if they, like, you don't look like Paul and I'm like, don't I? And, and I'll just, I'll just hang around. I'll just stay at the party. And, and, uh, of those times about 50% of the time, you know, they end up just paying me out of just, just to get me out of the, the space. Well, I gotta tell you, Gabe, if, if this is what you're doing, I mean, I think this is a, a business model that goes far beyond Paul Giamatti. I mean, just show up to things just show up to things and ask to be paid. Uh, I mean, come on. It's, it, that seems, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not trying to shake people right. down. I'm not trying to trick anybody into, right. into doing anything that they don't want to do. Well, Gabe, but when you see a Craigslist ad that says, you know, need Paul Giamatti impersonator, it, and you call them and you book them sight unseen, there's a little, you know, we've all got to be uh, on the same page about what level of uh, of uh, product you're, you're going to expect. Right. And and Gabe, just before you go here, would you mind, yeah. I, you know, I, I know you're not a sound alike, but would you mind trying to give us just a quick Paul impression? Um. Well, here's the thing. Uh, oh, okay. My, I have only seen Paul Giamatti in Shoot 'Em Up. The 2007 action farce starring Clive Owen. Oh, gotcha. Um, uh, so uh, let me hit you with a real quick. Uh, uh, this is the sound after he gets shot. Nice. Is, um, Here we go. Uh, oh, did you? I did. I do it too quick. Did you get? Yeah, that? you just give us. A, I'll give you. Just wait. Give us a beat and give it. Give us that Paul Giamatti. Oh, Gabe, that has been great. Everyone, that has Isn't been that great. That Isn't was fantastic. That? Thank you for calling in, Gabe. That was a real treat. What a way, what a way to really start the show. I mean, talking to a Paul Giamatti lookalike on an audio medium, what a blast that is. I I mean, I've never seen the movie Shoot 'em Up, but I think I'm <laughs> I think I'm gonna see it. I'll tell you that. Um now if you're on the Twitch, why don't you write in and tell me who do you think you look like? I wish you could see me because, you know, I as someone who wants to wants to be Bill Clinton, but I, I you know, I really look like uh oh god, I guess the person I look the most like is uh Steve Buscemi, but in you'd really you'd have to squint i think to really get it um <clears throat> we're gonna take a quick ad break and then we'll be right back with more calls hi my name is donatello smarts and i'd like to tell you every bean i have i've been collecting them for a long time and not for money, but for pleasure, but in these times, seems like people might want my, my beans, and so I'll sell them to you, and I'll ship them in uh, nothing but wet naps, all duct taped, nice and tight, like a Christmas tree, wrapped in tinsel, and you'll get it at your front door, and you can have those beans, and they've never been opened, and they're old. These beans ain't never seen the sunshine and they are in what I would call the bucket list of their life. These are bucket list beans ranging from pinto to black to everything in between all the way, all the way right up to that British guy. Bless Mr. Bean. 
So if you want my beans, you can get them. Just call me at your landline and I'll pick up and that will be how you dream with my beans. My name has been Garfield. Get get at it and get my beans, please. All right, and we're back. Thank you for our sponsor, uh, Beans. Um, <clears throat> we're here on the line, and we're just open. Oh, man, we're open for calls. And the fun thing about only distributing your number on a post throughout the city is you never know who's going to call. Uh, it's my personal belief that if I distributed it online, I think I would get... Well, I think I'd get too many calls. Um, oh, and speaking of which, we have a call right now. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, hey, is this Terry? Yeah, it is, Terry. How's it going? Hey, good, going good. Andy LaGrasse here. How you doing? Andy LaGrasse? It's, is, am I saying that right? Andy LaGrasse? Eddie LaGrasse. Eddie. Combo 97. We killed that alligator. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's funny you bring that up because there's a whole period of my life when I was in Los Angeles and took a couple of trips to Cabo that I do not remember very well. Oh, well, you and me both, brother. Most of them come back in fits of fever dreams. <laughs> Eddie, tell me, how are you doing in that uh, throughout this quarantine? Oh, man, we're doing great. Let me tell you, if there's one thing people need when the lights go out, it's extra seafood all the time. Business is booming, buddy. Extra seafood, yeah. Tell me more about that. Well, you know, we just opened up our third location at Eddie's Crab Shack down on Route 42 in Fort Myers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we bought out that old children's hospital, man. But anyways, you should see the crab flying out of this place, right out of the ocean into your mother. Well, Eddie, that is one of the wildest business ideas I've heard for a quarantine in a while. So tell me, uh, so how many customers are you getting a day? Oh, right now we got a line out the door as we speak. 300 American men, women, and children lined up to get a crab on a stick. Crab on a stick? I've never heard of that preparation. Well, if you use a stick, you don't got to do any silverware. And nobody likes having to roll up silverware. So what I'll do is I'll just take a teriyaki skewer, put it right through the head of a crab, and serve it to you. Now, that's wild. Now, Terry, are you doing all the fishing yourself? Goddamn right I am. 24 hours a day on a boat. 24 hours a day? Now, how do you get to the restaurant? They back the truck up and they put it in the bay and I don't actually leave the boat. We put it on the trailer. We pull it right on down. Now that's wild. Eddie, tell me, uh, how exactly did you get into this business? Uh, I'd say it got into me. <laughs> that is sure apropos. Yeah, but uh, now I'm thinking about Cabo and I'm remembering. Now you were the guy on the side of the road, right? Absolutely. I was on the side of the road hitchhiking my way back to Kansas to try to make it in time for my nephew's bar mitzvah. That's right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so that's what happened. And anyways, you were the guy who decided to pick me up. I noticed that quiver in your upper lip and said, you're the kind of man I could take across country. And so we did. Across country, really? Now, I'm having a, I remember bits and pieces of this. Now, uh, how long was this trip we took? 14 long American weeks in the hot desert sun because, well, we got stuck halfway through Nevada. You and that me, 
We met each other's souls that night. You can roast up a piece of cactus over the heated engine of a Ford Taurus that's broken down and trip your balls into another man's soul. Now, Eddie, I, just because we're on the Internet, can I can I ask you a question? Absolutely. You sound like a guy who does not give one fuck at all. Give a fuck? I'll take any fucks you got. That's great. Now, Eddie, how did you get down to Florida? Because I, because we, I remember Cabo, and I remember meeting you a little bit, and I remember a little bit of those fourteen weeks. But how'd you get down to Florida? Well, the reason I ended up in Florida was part of a hospital experiment. They wanted to see how many thickness of inches you could put a cast on a man's leg. So I signed up, and John Hopkins put me on a plane right on down to the Tallywhacker State. Now, what was the point of this experiment? How, how many inches a human could take? How many inches of cast before you can't get about your business? And let me tell you what they found out. Can't no amount of plaster hold old Eddie down. Wow, wow. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, how many inches did you get up to? Five. Five. Now, now I got to tell you, that doesn't sound like a lot. Five inches thick of plaster cast on your body. It's like dragging around a five-gallon tub filled with cement. Now, where on your body exactly, Eddie? Every limb. I looked like uh, when they wrap the guy up in pads so the Great Danes can't take him down. Now, Eddie, I hear a little bit of music in the background. What's going on? Oh, sure. You need me to turn that off? We just got a little Margaritaville. Oh, that's right. I'm remembering this. Oh, my goodness. You are quite the parrot head, aren't you? Parrot head? I'll have the whole thing, please. I got some people go for uh, hair plugs. I got feathers surgically implanted in my scalp. <laughs> Eddie, I remember this, man. You are one of the, I think, what people would call legally most insane people I've ever met. <laughs> You're goddamn right, I is. Now, Eddie, how's your family doing? Oh, well, most of them are still on the inside of prison. That's oh, right. Really? My, wife, my wife and kids went down hard in the divorce. <laughs> they were found to be criminally bad family. Now, Eddie, that's a little hard to believe. What's so hard to believe about it? That, you, that, I got, that an American court would decide that. Well, you you find you find a judge who's got a hankering for scallops, and you got yourself a hung jury, friend. Wow, you are leveraging that seafood business to get into all kinds of shenanigans, aren't you? Everybody wants it, and only Eddie's got it. Eddie, what I remember from you, and and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you have one. You, Eddie, you got to turn that music down. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> it's on Spotify. You ever heard of that? I ha yeah, I have. Spotify's quite the streaming service. Yeah, I trade them in fish. Excuse me? I trade them fish for songs. Is that how is that possible? Uh, you take a box, fill it with ice, little salt on the ice helps drop the temperature. Yeah. Ship those bad boys off to Somerville, Massachusetts and download away. Wow, Eddie, I you have not changed one bit from what I remember. I haven't changed my clothes, neither. Wow. Are you still wearing that sweatshirt? All three of them. <laughs> Would you walk our listeners through what all three of those layers are? Number one, uh, Princeton University. Of course. Expelled twice. Nice. Sweatsh sweatshirt number two, Flamingo with a pair of sunglasses on, drinking a, a Corona beer out of a straw. Timely. T-shirt 
number three, it was a, a, a radio station giveaway for who can hit the bell. And then sweatshirt number three is uh, just crochet. Oh, God. You and your crochet, are you still up to that? I got more needles on me than a junkie in a haystack. Now, Eddie, I got to ask you, what what are you currently being charged with in the state of Florida? Because uh, the only thing I remember is you move from charge to charge. Absolutely. Charge to charge like Nikola Tesla with a static problem. <laughs> I'm currently being charged with criminal manslaughter. Whoa, and what does that mean? Well, it means somebody sought to tell me that a lobster was overdone. And let oh. me tell you, friend, if there's one guy that knows when a lobster's done, it's old Eddie LaGrasa. Yeah, I, Eddie, what I remember from you, and I'm starting to remember more, is that one thing is that when I'm around you, I really change, and we have a lot of fun. And the second, you, excuse me, go on. I was just going to confirm what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, Eddie. Oh, Eddie, I got to ask you, do, is, does anyone you know have corona? Have the virus that's sweeping America? Oh, you know, uh, that's what I mean. Well, I'll tell you, I know quite a few Italian people, and God damn it, if every one of them isn't hacking and sputtering. I... That's right, we, we hire exclusively Italian chefs at Eddie's Crab Shacks. I'm not sure what them being Italian has anything to do with it. Well, you've seen the commercials. Big I, tall hat, twirly mustache. Fry me up some clams, friend. <laughs> well, Eddie, unfortunately, I, I think that uh, you've reached your limit on this phone call. My limit? My sky is my own limit. Ow, <laughs> my nose is bleeding. Now, Eddie, be careful. You really, you really shouldn't be uh, flying planes or getting nosebleeds in this environment. Well, you know, there's a reason that planes are a place that you can you can go. Now, Eddie, uh, would you leave us just one final word? I've got a word for you, and that's two for one lobsters and one for two shrimps down at Eddie's Crab Shack, Route 42 in Fort Myers, Florida, United States of America. Thank you for calling in, Eddie. It's been a joy. God bless America. Wow, that was Eddie. Oh my God! I just feel like I need to take a second to recover from that. Oh, um, I feel like I should let you all know. When I was in my youth, I spent quite a bit of time out on the West Coast attempting to be a disc jockey, and I uh, fell into people like Eddie all the time. And while it was a good time, it was a good time all the time. And sometimes that just doesn't work out. So what we're gonna do now is we're just gonna take another quick ad break. And then we're going to get right back to the calls. Okay, bye. So what, what, what do you need? What do you need? Health care? You need health care? Young man, young lady, you need health care? Well, I got it. You just got to come to my shed. My shed's got all the health care you could ever need. And look, I ain't got it. I, there's no way I have it. I, I'm not one of the people that could get it. I've, there's no proof. I, I, you don't need proof when you know. So just come to my shed and I'll give you all the health care God you could ever want. It's a buffet of health care. I'll check you out. I'll get you right. I'll give you shots you need or any any you know any baths or, or any, any sort of bandages or, or you know any sort of exam you might want just come to my shed and I'll give you the health care that you need and it's gonna be it's gonna be so much cheaper because it's gonna be it's gonna be free because I do you know I do health care for the pleasure of it you know I'm not you know I'm not one of those so, so socialists that does that kind of stuff I'm just a guy with a shed who can give you the health care God that you really that you really need and it's not a lot of people a lot of people say it's pretty pretty weird and I I don't I disagree I don't, I don't think it's weird I think it's generous I think it's a mutual interest especially in these times so come to my shed and I'll give you the health care that you need in my shed you just 
got to go on the highway. You know the one that goes all the way down. Yeah, once you get to the middle of down, pull off and you'll see the shed. It's very hard to miss, but you'll see it. Okay. And my name has been uh, my name has been Garfield. Uh, so this is this is Shed Healthcare. Get get you know. Come on down. I'll give it to you. And welcome back. Oh, God, these breaks, they're a lot of fun, aren't they? You know, when it's a radio break or whether it's a break from work. And let me tell you a little about what I do for work. Um, When I'm not doing my Twitch online quarantine college show, I work, oh, God, and this is going to be embarrassing to say, I work at a Nathan's Hot Dog, and uh, it's because I'm a fan. And it's just a blast to work for a place that you love. Um, when I was a child, I used to go get Nathan hot dogs, and I would ask if they could please put everything in the store on the dog, and I would get what looked like. And it's I is gonna get it's the analogy is not gonna make sense, but you gotta really embody it. It looked like an edible arrangements on a hot dog. <laughs> My father, what he would say to me, you really got to, he would just say, you're too much. And I would say, I'm not enough. And that dynamic really rode for years and formed a man that really needed to be heard for whatever reason that you can imagine. For me, it was uh, to be heard. And for my father, it was to be, uh, you know, uh, you know, approval and i'm sure i'm not alone but anyways i work at a nathan's hot dog now and oh we're getting a call uh let's get let's talk to this hello you're on the air hello hi there is- who is this hello this is jonathan Penpenso. hi jonathan welcome to the show hello thank you for having me i appreciate it now jonathan what what, uh, what brings you to the show tonight well, I need help. Help? How so? Well, you see, uh, I I serve as the Queen's decree. The... Uh, I'm, the, I'm the lips of the Queen. The lips uh, the of the Queen. queen. The li- yes, the, yes, the lips. If if the Queen's lips need lip, need to say something, then that is me. I I decree that. I am the Queen's decree. The now, lips of the Queen. Now, John Pen Pencil, uh, just going by your accent. Jonathan. Uh, John, Jonathan, I, I apologize. Jonathan, going by your accent, it sounds like you're from the UK? Huh? The United Kingdom? Huh? The country with the Queen, Elizabeth? I'm from Egypt. I'm Egyptian. Oh, wow. Egypt, huh? Now, who is the queen of Egypt? Why, Queen Elizabeth, of course. Oh, no. well, now, hold up. (laughs) I think you might be a couple uh, centuries off. Huh? Now, Jonathan, uh, you know, when, you know, usually when people call in, they have something to talk about. And you said that was help. Now, how do you need help? Well, see, here it is. The queen is dead. The queen is, oh, my. I'm so sorry to hear that. well, yes, it's it's true. She's dead. And, um, well, the boy king that has taken her place has no interest in me. And so I need a new life. A new life? That, yes, a new life. I, I can't be the lips of the queen if the queen's lips are no longer. 
Now, so. when you say you're the queen's lips, I just, you know, you know, it's, I, I come from a country without a monarchy and, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's ups and downs to that reality. Uh, but when you say you're the, you're the queen's lips, what are some transferable skills? You know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm yeah. trying to help you out here. Right. Right. Uh, resume. Resume. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have um, the ability to speak and um, uh, change the pitch of my voice uh, depending on the tone needed. Oh, so you can speak? Yes, I, I can speak English. Great. Uh, so can I. Well, um, yeah, I, I, went to, I went to college. Jonathan, I got to tell you, uh, before you go down this whole laundry list, it sounds like a lot of your skills are skills a lot of us have. Well, well this, this may be true. I, I don't have a lot of skills that, that are unique. Okay. I, I had a title, and that was my job. And so now my title is not valid, and I need a new career. Well, you know, when you know, too many people think when they're trying to change jobs about what they know how to do, what is it that you'd like to do? How did you get your job? How did I get my job? Yes, your, your job seems great. You, 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 you sit, you know, on, on Twitch. Right. Well, this is and a you... job I took. You know what I mean? It, it's not so much, it wasn't so much given to me. There was no permission uh, that began. It was a job that I took because uh, I had the technology to do so. Um, but if you're asking where I got the confidence. Who'd you take it from? Who'd I take it from? If you took it, who'd you take it from? Well, uh, I think uh, that's a good question. I guess I took it from a form of me that didn't think I could. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Jonathan Penpencil, what do you like to do when you're not speaking for the queen? Oh, I like to draw. Draw. When and draw yes. what? Oh, I draw elephants. Elephants, that's a lot of fun. Those are, they're a fun shape. Huh? Elephants, they're a fun shape. An elephant is an animal, not a shape. Well, yeah, but doesn't anything have a shape? What are you trying to imply? I don't know. What do you think I mean? Are, are you saying that elephants are shapely? I, well, I would never, ever in my life imagine body shape. Are you attracted to elephants? I, well, hold on. <laughs> Can an elephant be attractive? Sure. Am I attracted to it? Well, it depends on what you mean. Sexually? No. Artistically? Of course, because they have a wonderful shape. You know, anything, uh, and I, I, do, I don't mean to, I don't yeah. mean this is, I don't mean for this to be a hot opinion, but anything can be boiled down to its 2D form, can it? In a shadow? A 2D form? A two, oh, a two dimensional, a two dimensional form. Did you think I meant T O O T Y? Because that's a lot of fun. I did. I thought you meant like a horn, like a horn, or like, like a, a horn, like a bugle. Yeah. Uh, what animals do you like? Well, elephants. I. <laughs> oh right, that's how we got here. I I love an elephant and um, the wolf. 
the wolf. The strongest animal. The specifically one? The way you said it made it seem like you were talking about a specific one. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, Balto. Balto. Now, that's a, that's one of those Iditarod ones. Uh, yeah, well, he was a, he was a hero wolf. Right. Tell me about Balto. I don't know a lot about Balto. Well, there's some controversy that um, Disney is resolving, is my understanding. But, but the, the premise is that Balto was a, uh, a hero dog, hero wolf, that saved uh, a sick man who was dying on a Iditarod race, something like that. Wow, that does sound like a good dog. Isn't that a good dog? It does sound like a good dog. I've met a couple of good dogs in my life. Really? I met one that really just knew how to sit when I said it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know, that's the thing about dogs. You know, they're supposed to be so obedient, but it's rare that they are. Right. I, <laughs> I mean, maybe that's what makes them special. Huh? Huh? That's what makes a dog. Yeah, no, yes, that's a that's a a thing that makes dogs special is whether it responds to your call. Oh, Jonathan! Listen, Terry, what's what's the what's the most what's the thing that a dog has done for you? Oh God, what a question! What a dog has done for me. Um, well, I guess once when I was very young, a dog. Have you ever done? Huh? Huh? Excuse me. I was going to ask if you've ever done the peanut butter. The peanut butter thing? Are you talking about the trick where you put the peanut butter on your genitals and then you receive a sexual experience from a dog? Huh? No. I, what? Oh, what, what, no, were you, I, what were you talking about? I, I was talking about when you give a dog peanut butter and it can't, it can't swallow the peanut butter because it's so thick. What are you talking about? That's No, that's what I meant. Terry? Oh, no. No, sometimes you see things in hostels that change the way you look at the world, but that's fine. Ah, uh, yes, hostels, yes. They have those <laughs> all over Egypt. Egypt, yeah. And now, uh, how did you get to Egypt? Huh? Uh, how did public you... transit. Public transit. I was, I was not aware that there was public transit between... Well, where, are you, this... well, the, where are you originally from, Terry? Huh? Where are you originally from? I'm from Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, is that so? Yes, of course. Born and raised? Huh? Born and yes. raised? Yes, I'm a true Saudi Arabian boy, through and through. And what does that mean, to be a true Saudi Arabian boy? Well, it's like, um, <laughs> like, playing, it's like playing baseball if you're in America. It's, it's like... Um, you know, uh, playing polo if you're from the United Kingdom. It's like that, but um, a Saudi Arabian version. I got to tell you, it's uh, a lot of fun because earlier you didn't know what the United Kingdom was. Huh? You didn't know what the United Kingdom was earlier. Well, I, I picked it up from context cues, you see. You referred to it, and while we were talking, I Googled it on my phone and then oh. picked up more from context clues and slowly pieced it together such that I could refer to it just now. God, isn't Google a blast? 
Oh, it's the best. I've been having so much. You know what's fun is every time I don't know something, I put it in Google, and then suddenly I know more than I did before. And then I, you know, is my brain going to be too big? Wow. Does your brain get bigger when you learn things? I like to think it does. Yes. Like, um, oh, dear. What's There's a, there's a character from Freakazoid. Do you remember? He had a large brain. I have no idea what that is. Freakazoid? Oh, it's a children's cartoon. It played all over in Saudi Arabia when I was growing up. Now, uh, tell me about your family. What, growing up in Saudi Arabia, what was that like? Well, I, I can't tell you. Really? Oh, a secret. I don't. I don't know them. I. I've never met my family. You've never met your family. Wow. No, I. I was abducted by the queen. Abducted. Oh my god. Abducted and brought under her rule and rose the ranks in her government until I became her lips. Is that a common thing to be abducted by the queen of Egypt? Well, yes. Wow. As you know, I have no idea how royalty works being here in America. Oh, yes. Well, you know, you have your own versions in some ways, you know, and in, not in others. And Right. Yeah, that's, so tr- so. that's that's for sure true. So what should I do with my life, Terry? That's that's really why I'm here. Oh God! I mean, who am who am I to tell you? I mean, I can give you what I think. I can tell you what I think, and that's it. Well, what do you think? You you you've learned a little about me. What? Well, so far. Where do you think I have promise? Oh God! Well, from what you've told me, it seems like your skills are. And I'll quote you. I'll try and be as you know fair here as possible. It seems like yes. your skills are that you went to college. Uh, yes. You're from Saudi yeah. Arabia. You're a good Saudi Arabian boy. Yes. You can yes. speak, and your voice goes up and down. Yes, check skill. So uh, my advice was that I think you should get your own talk show. What? I think I got to tell you, there's not many more qualifications. I mean, who doesn't want to hear about an ex lip of the queen abducted from Saudi Arabia talking on the airwaves? And if your voice goes up and down, that's half the battle. Wow. You you think I could be? I could be another Terry Green, such as yourself? (laughs) Well, I don't think you'll be Terry Green, but I think you'll for sure be Jonathan Penn Pencil. Wow. Wow. Uh, got, Jonathan, I got to know, where does that last name come from? I, You know, it's not always polite to ask, but Pen Pencil? Well, it's an ancient Saudi Arabian name. Ancient Saudi Arabian. Because when I hear Pen Pencil, and you got to forgive me, I just think about stationary. Oh, yes. Common. Common for someone who's an American. <laughs> A little bit of a cross the pond jabs. Uh, you know what, Jonathan, you've been a blast. Uh, we, I, your time, unfortunately, we gotta, we gotta cut to a quick break here. But you've been nothing oh. but fun. And stay in touch, bud. Stay in touch. Great. Well, um, can, can you can you write me? Can I write you? Sure. What's your address? Well, my address is eleven. Uh huh. Did you get that? I got it. Yeah. Okay. Eleven. Um, Killington Lane. Got it. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 
Egypt. Egypt, yes, yeah, sure. Yeah. The country. Just 11, Killington? No, Killington Lane. Oh, Killington Lane, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Egypt. Yeah. Egypt, the country. Yep. Postal box. Uh-huh. Oh, postal box. 12. Gotcha. Well... Terry, thank you. Oh, sorry, Terry. Oh, I'm talking to myself. Jonathan Penn Pencil, wow. you've been nothing wow. but that, that, that's an honor that you you already are starting to confuse me for yourself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I you know, I it's hard it's hard to not do. You just sound like a blast. Oh god, Jonathan Penn Pencil, ladies and gentlemen. What a blast of a human being. Now we are just gonna take a quick ad break and we will be back with more. Why are you spending your money on Netflix? Netflix charges you cash for content they create. Why not pay cash for content you create? Hi, my name is Chester Arthur Tentman, and for the reasonable price of whatever you're willing to pay, probably $5, I'll let you use my video technology to create your own films. That's right, I've had a bunch of young people that I, they've told me they've done it, and you film yourself and the technology creates the, a version of your favorite film with you in it. So why watch Top Gun with Tim Cruise when you could watch Top Gun with yourself in it? All you have to do is pay me $5 a flick and you can experience the magic of cinema with yourself involved. Lots of people have done it, uh, will rather will be doing it. So like I said, why waste the time to re-watch a classic when you can re-experience a classic from the inside? All you've got to go is you do www.yahoo.aol backslash reddit forward slash not Netflix dot church. And from there you will be transported into my, your version of Hollywood. Every $5 is donated directly to the bottom line of the business to keep it going. So like I said, re-experience movies with you involved. My name has been Garfield. Enjoy. And we're back. Wow. Thank you to uh, that version of Netflix that sounds just like a total blast. Um, guys, I got to tell you, it's really hard for me <laughs> to not pick up the affect of these. Oh, oh look, so we have a call. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who is this? Is this Terry? This is Terry. Who do I have on the line here? Oh, this is the esteemed Jack Shatner. Oh, Jack. Oh, no, not the Jack Shatner. Yeah, remember me? Remember me? I shaved my beard. <laughs> I, you I, know, I, oh, I wish I could see. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who this is, this is Jack Shatner. And, oh, my God, he is one of the best ventriloquists on the East Coast. And uh, can I ask, is Puddles there with you? Puddles is here. He's being a little shy right now. <laughs> He's being a little shy. Oh, Jack. Jack you... Terry, Terry, I remember Remember when we used to do cocaine every day of the week? Oh, God. I, You know, I've been trying to hold this facade up on air that I'm this kind of pristine potential NPR host. But the fact is I was uh, what they would call... Uh, a huge problem for a while and we me and you we used to do rails like like we were the goddamn train company i'm good can i tell you this is one quick story about oh please okay what you and me went to las vegas and we stayed up for 275 hours straight in a row and i know because we counted them off 
on a ba- we had one of those we got one I was, we were like let's get one of those baseball pitch counters yeah yeah, was, yeah. Was, we were to play it against sports because we you, you know it's good to buy these things used they're great to have. So I mean, can... they come in use. I mean, you buy them just for baseball, but they come in use more often. Than, I mean, we, you know, that's what I found. Yes. And so every time, every hour of the past, we clicked the baseball can. We did, we did another rail of cocaine. We did 275 rails of cocaine in a row in Las Vegas. I don't even remember anything else about that trip. <laughs> Neither do I. I do remember, though, I'll tell you this, that those hours felt, and I, this is going to sound crazy, like seconds. When we had gotten to 275, it felt like we were counting just one, two, three, four, but it had been days. And I'll tell you what, though, by the end of that trip, I don't remember anything else, but I was up $15,000. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, Jack, me and you had a lot of fun back in the day. And this was, this was pre-ventriloquism. And if I'm, if I'm correct, and, you know, it could be the cocaine speaking, you discovered your ventriloquist ability during those 275 hours. Well, I'll tell you what. When you're in Las Vegas, the, the hometown of art and performance. That's right. Las Vegas, the hometown of art. Yes, it's they have their their two slogans. Las Vegas don't remember I don't remember what ha- what is it? Las Vegas, you won't remember what happened here or only in Wait, Las Vegas. If it happens here, it stays I, here. It didn't. It didn't it never happened. You have no proof. I like and that better. Is, Las Vegas, if it happened here, it didn't. Anyway, the other their other slogan is uh we're the center for art. Yes. In performance. Of course. And they are from Jeff Dunham to Cirque du Soleil. So I remember we were, okay, I do remember one thing about the trip other than the cocaine an hour every, for 275 hours. We were, we stopped at a, a drive through uh, Taco Bell. Of, and, oh, yeah. And someone at the drive through Taco Bell was, the, the worker at the Taco Bell was a puppet. That's right. Right. And so I was like, I, 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 well, we this was probably like you know four, uh, you know like two two hundred twenty hours in, so we were, our minds were untrustworthy. Oh, I mean, I, I think my mind was closer to clam chowder than it was to brain matter. <laughs> and the boys, they have great clam chowder. Out there. Oh, if, and that if that should be really their third quote, Las Vegas, yeah. the home of the chowder. Yeah, g- give me some chowder, pour it in my mouth. Cause... So anyway. yeah, but there was this yeah, there was a puppet and I there was a moment where I remember thinking, no, that's impossible, but then having to realize that it was happening. Yes, and what we discovered was it wasn't really a puppet. It was, well, it was a real puppet, but the worker who worked there was doing the drive-through in ventriloquist and I just thought that was excellent. And I don't know if you remember, uh, Jack, I, you know, I love your work to date, but I don't know if you remember me. I did not. I was not a fan. Okay. Well, you know, and what I always have said about us is we're like the poles of a magnet. We're complete opposites, but for some reason, we're just drawn to each other. Well, you know, you can't have a magnet unless you got two sides. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what I always say. I wake up every morning. I look myself in the mirror. I point at myself angrily and I say, First of all, I say, I, I can't believe you did this to us. And then I say, you know what, though? You can't have two balls of a magnet unless they're, I can't remember what you said, but you understand. Oh, 100%. 
I think puddles is interested in speaking. If you want to, oh, I did. I really puddles. didn't want to press, you know, because what we were talking about was going so well. I didn't want to press puddles, but if puddles is there, I'd love to talk to puddles. It's been five minutes, so he's warmed up a little bit. Oh, and, perfect. You know, I just gave him his uh, milk, so he's. Oh, puddles, he's... folks! If you don't know, puddles is crazy about his milk. Puddles loves his little milk. Okay, so just another, just as you know, Puddles is uh, permanently potty training. That's right. I forgot about that permanently potty training. He just can't get the hang of it. Puddles is constantly in the process of learning how to use the potty. So and he keeps you know, on making if, little if puddles. A, just, just a heads, just a heads up. Okay. Heads up. Yeah. Sure. Just, I might have to rush off to the restroom. Puddles needs to. Get another go. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, here he is. Just, hey, Puddles, you want to say hi? Hey, hey, you want to say hi, Puddles? Puddles? Uh-oh. Oh, no, Puddles. Uh-oh. You there? I made a puddle. Oh, Puddles. Oh, Puddles, you got to learn how to use the potty. This is Jack, this is Jack here. I, puddles made a... Puddles has had a little accident, so oh, I'm going to have to... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Jack. Okay. Yes, I've been doing this for twelve years. No, it's okay. Everything going over is everything okay, Jack? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I made a puddle. Go to your go to your cage. <laughs> okay, I'll be in my cage. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, Jack! I'm sorry you got. I no no. It's I'm sorry you have to deal with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Uh... You're trying to do. You're trying to do some good for the world. You're trying to. You know, how hard is it to how how hard is it to go to the, use the toilet? It's you know what it's uh, it was a challenge for me as a child, but puddles. Yeah. Uh, you know, puddles has been. I think it's a little past puddles' age to not know, and I know that, you know, it's a hard line to walk here, Jack, because you know I don't want to really infringe on the fact that puddles is a puppet, um, but you know. The, the, what I mean is that you could change that behavior, but I also know that you've what the you relation, huh? What are you talking about? Well, you know, Jack, <laughs> we've had this conversation a couple times. You know, mostly off air, but yeah, there's some points where I'd really love to, really love to hear you say that you know that Puddles is a puppet. I freely admit to being a ventriloquist. Right. And the other half of that, just like a magnet, you can't be a ventriloquist without some sort of dummy. And Jack, I know you're no dummy, but, you know, Puddles is a puppet. Okay, then why does he keep uh, peeing all over my house? (laughs) Well, Jack. uh, Would a puppet pee in someone's house? Well, Jack. uh, The answer is yes, you would. I got it. I I really got to tell you, it's impressive that you've rigged up your penis to be connected to puddles in such a smooth and connected way. But on stage, it's starting to become horrifying. What did you just say? I'm saying that you've connected your penis to the puppet puddles yes. so that puddles can piss. And you're yelling at yourself and pissing in your own house. I'm yelling at puddles because he keeps peeing in my house. Right. Uh, I have to cover my floor in cat litter. 
Jack, can I ask you how? Uh huh. I have to cover my floor. Every I have to cover my floor. My floor in my house is all cat litter because right. puddles keep puddles can't potty train. It's been twelve years. Yeah, it's your, been 12 years. your house looks like sort of like Revere Beach, and it's it's horrifying. Yeah, needles and. Jack, can I ask you how? Potatoes, potatoes from Kelly's roast beef. Yeah, how are things going, Jack? What? How are things going outside? You know, the gigs. In what way? I mean, everything's fine over here. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, puddles got out. Puddles got uh, out of the gate. Oh, oh no. He's do- he's gonna do it again. Oh, I made puddles. No, okay, Jack. Puddles. Uh, now he's now he's rolling around in it. He likes to make puddles and then roll around in his little puddles. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh boy. Hey, I miss you, buddy. I miss you too, Jack. And yeah. I would lo- I would love to I would love to see you soon. Um. Cause we had we had times, but I gotta tell you, you live a little too far away these days yeah. for me to come see you. Yeah, okay, that was the last time I ever really felt joy. So, the last time you saw me? Yeah, well, last time we, we you know, the Vegas trip that you said five hours yeah. in a row. I never really have felt happy since then. So, oh, Jack, uh, that was twenty five years ago. Yeah, okay. Well, you, you know, um, I mean, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. Uh, how can Jack? How, I mean, I, I'd love to help, but I'm on live streaming right now. I mean, I, what do you need? What I need, I need about, I need about a million dollars. A million dollars? Yeah, that the, is a, get, that's a lot of money. Yes, I, I just if I can get a Netflix special, a Netflix, Netflix special, special. If I could just raise a million dollars, you could hire Netflix to give me a special. Then, oh, Jack, no, I'm not sure that's know, how that works. This I'm could not, this work. Sure this could. The puddles thing could work. I think it could really work. I think, honestly, Jack, if people saw it, they'd be horrified. <laughs> I, I mean, you, I mean, I, I don't really want to blow up your spot, but a grown man with his penis zip tied to a mop with two googly eyes is not exactly, you know, what most people want to see on Netflix. Well, I. It's been good to talk to you, I guess. It's been great, Jack. Yeah, all right. I'll see you later. <laughs> uh, oh. Hello, everyone. That was that was Jack. God, yeah, friends. They come and they go and they get crazier over time. Jack and I, we used to, God, I, we didn't get into it, but Jack and I, we went to college together. And he was one of the most balanced, uh, nicest people I ever met. But then he, uh, you know, ventriloquism can ruin lives. So uh, just be careful of that uh, as you think about the career you choose, that not letting your art destroy your life. Now we're just going to take a quick song break and then we'll be back with more content.
All right, and we're back. And ladies and gentlemen, I just got to tell you, I have moved from sitting to standing because I am just jazzed by the energy we're getting from people tonight. And oh, it looks like we have another caller. Let me get this caller here. Uh, caller, you're on the line. Hello, it's Donna Croissant from Real Realty. Donna, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just here to talk about how this is no better time than ever to buy a home. Oh, Donna, I, you know, <laughs> I got to tell you, if I had the money to buy a home, correct me if I'm wrong, aren't housing prices really low right now? Oh, yeah. And the interest rates are low, Terry. You have you can buy a home. I, I actually have some clients looking to purchase a home that like yours. Really like mine. Yeah, they're, they have photosensitivity, so they're looking for a home without any windows, and that's what you're in. <laughs> that's right. Listeners, so you know, I live in what I guess is legally classified as a bunker, uh, but I like to think about it as a little one-bedroom with nothing but fun. Uh, is that is it true, though, that people really want to buy this thing? Yeah, they can't they can't be in direct sunlight, uh, and, you know, they're looking for a house, and I know I sold you that, that home, that lovely home, like five years ago now. And so if you want to sell yours, then you can buy a different one. Uh, you know, Donna, I just got to tell you, right now is not the right time to buy for me, especially with Corona going around. No, this is the time to buy, Terry. Oh, really? Is it, yeah. Now, now walk me, who are these people? I mean, who are these people that can't be in the sunlight? Well, they're, it's a lovely couple. They're from Seattle. Oh. They have photosensitivity, like I said. And, you know, I don't. I hope they're not listening because I'm pretty sure I'm not allowed to talk about my other clients. You know. Well, you don't need to worry about that too much, Donna, because from what I can tell, 16 people are watching right now. Okay, great. All those 16 people, listen, call 617-253-8897 for Regal Realty. Donna, I'll oh. help you find your new home. That feels like a real number, Donna. It is. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah, it's my number. Call, call, you know, call that number. I hope you run it down. Now, Donna, I got to tell you, has it been hard in the midst of all this to try and sell houses? Because as you can imagine, look, I'm... I'm not too open to selling my place, not because I don't think I couldn't get a good price right now, mm -hmm. but because I'm in love with my basement. I mean, the fact that it has no windows is what I'm looking for. But, I know. You know. I mean, what's going on with the market right now? You know, it's pretty stable. If anything, people just, you know, like to to come into homes wearing masks and with gloves and I have to disinfect the place. You know, I stage homes now by just putting Clorox wipes in all of the shots. Oh, wow. Now, staging homes, what is that exactly? I've heard that phrase. Oh, well, you know, it's when uh, you make a home as comfy as possible and you put in furniture to make it, you know, seem like someone could really easily live there. Sometimes I even like to take it a step further and I'll hire actors that look like people I think might want to buy the property. And I take photo shoots of them in the house doing normal house things. Oh, you know? Now walk me through that process. Now, why, like in your most recent photo shoot, how did you find the people? Sure. So my most recent home, well, it was a uh, lovely two-bedroom 
in the middle of nowhere. And so I hired uh, people that look like the Duck County, but, but Duck County, you know, those people that shoot ducks. And I had yeah. them just in the house with their dead ducks from their kill, from being out in the doors, really woodsy. And I sold that house right away. That's amazing. Donna, uh, you know, I want to tell our listeners, if you're looking for quality and unique housing in the middle of nowhere, Donna is your go-to person. I mean, Donna, when you say middle of nowhere, how exactly middle of nowhere are we talking about? Yeah, so it was uh, to get to the residence, it's five miles on a logging road that is closed down half the year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Real remote. So there there was no indoor plumbing or electricity, but they have plenty of generators. And that's what really pushed the buyers to buy, you know, the generators. Oh, of course. Perk. I mean, and those generators, they're important. Yeah, that's what powered the place. What kind of people, I'm trying to imagine in my head, what kind of people would want a place like that? I mean, you had to stage a couple. I mean, what did that couple look like? Uh, yeah, so they were just looking you know, to, to be in a secluded area. I couldn't tell what their business was, but they said they needed to be far away from everyone to really concentrate. I'm not quite sure what that meant. Now you didn't know, you you didn't know what these actors wanted to do with the house or. Oh, the actors. Oh, the actors that I hired, I just found them on Craigslist. Oh, Uh, I put out a, a note that said, do you have a big beard? Come do this photo shoot. And it really, it turned out okay. I can imagine. I mean, a lot of people have beards on Craigslist. Yeah. Number one thing people have on Craigslist is beards. I would say so. What do you think the number two thing is people have on Craigslist? Oh, you know what? I thought about this a lot. I think the number two thing is a glass eye. A glass eye. I've always wondered about that. Who makes yeah. them? You know, is it the Marvel people? I don't know, but you just got to stare at someone long enough. And if that thing isn't moving, you know, it's glass. Oh, God, Donna, you haven't changed a single bit. Now, no, you, I you, you, now you mentioned that um, the people who you sold the house to, they wanted yeah. to be far away from other people. What do you think that was about? I mean, I know you said you don't really know, but, you know, if you had a guess. Oh, I don't know. They had a lot of weaponry. I'm not mm. quite sure, you know, and they know who I am and they know where I live because I let them sign the paperwork in my house. I do that. I really like to make it as easy as possible for folks. So I have them, you know, I meet them where they need to meet or I, I let them come into my home. So they know where I live. So I'd rather not say. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a thing that's normally not that odd unless the people are terrifying. Yeah. So I do, you know, I have no judgment. I like all kinds of clients. I don't care what you do. I just care if you buy the home I'm selling you, you know? <laughs> Donna, I completely, I completely agree. Yeah. So, like, say if we were going to stage your home, you know, I might bring people in and have them stage putting sunscreen on because there's no, you know, light. Really drive home the, this is a photosensitive house. Right, yeah. And you'd make, you mean you make it, you'd make it as dark as possible? Yeah, I would I would make it dark as possible. Maybe, you know, have like just a drawing of what they could expect. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. That's very good. And do you, do you do all these drawings? I do, you know, I do do all these drawings. I took a class at my local community center. It was mostly nudes, but I think I learned a lot and I could do pretty realistic architect- architectural drawings. What's that all about, Donna? I, you know, as somebody who's never taken a figure drawing class, what's with the nude bodies? Why? Why Why do they have the nude bodies? 
Well, <laughs> my first question is, why were we made nude if we're going to wear clothing all the time? Second being, why does nude matter to draw? Oh, you know, I think it's because clothing can get boring, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I imagine it's because people only buy tits and ass, you know? Mm. You're preaching to the choir, Donna. You're preaching I know, to the I've goddamn seen the choir. I've the artwork on your walls. Pretty grotesque. Uh, I, you know, I, you know, and this might be a bit of a shocker, uh, but almost all of the art at my house is what do the insides of genitals look like? And uh, mm-hmm. a, a whole series of which I call Beyond the Fold. And, um, you know, it's really... You know, it, and you're not a medical professional, so I don't understand. No, it's 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 pretty much fan fiction in terms of what the art is, um, but you know it's low lighting, so people kind of think it's abstract, but it's graphic. Yeah. Um, so if we were to stage the house, we definitely re- remove the artwork. So staging is also about like stripping a property of any personality. Oh God! I mean, what gives a house a personality? What are we talking about? What are you What are you stripping? Oh, ugly furniture, children's mm. photos. You don't want a house that some kid has lived in. No, you don't. You want a kid-free home. Uh, pets. I like to, you know, put them in the pound while I stage, and then they can come back maybe. Put them in the pound. Yeah, I have a friend. He works at the pound. It's cheaper than kennels. Right, and uh, are the families okay with that? They don't know. What they don't know won't hurt them. I sell their home. Oh, okay. So, okay. I, you know, it just seems like they might know. But if I trust you, Donna, your techniques get results. I know. I work at Regal Realty. 617-543-8861. Oh, giving that number out again. <laughs> That's my direct line, the one I just gave. Uh, Donna, can I ask you, how are you holding up during this quarantine? I'm fine. Yeah? What have you been up to? Well, I've been uh, trying to sell some homes. I've been taking another class at the community center. Oh, what uh, class? I'm taking a pottery class. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's nude models in that one, too. I'm not sure why, but uh, it's it's gone virtual, which is weird. Oh, a virtual pottery class. How does that work? Well, they shipped us clay, and we're just supposed to make it in our home, I guess. <laughs> I mean that's I mean that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I might ask for my money back. Yeah, I would too. I mean, you know, there's nothing quite like a teacher's hands guiding you to really know what to do. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I I took a I took a pottery class and uh you know, I asked I asked and this is going to sound nuts, I asked for a ghost and they couldn't <laughs> They couldn't supply one, and I said, "Then what's uh, the point?" You know, you know classes you, are. You were going to the wrong community center. Is that really? Is that if right? If I asked for a ghost at my one, I bet they'd give me it. Is that right? Oh God, mm-hmm. some places just don't get that customers are no. royalty. You know what I mean? And exactly. Re- regal, regal. Re- regal realty. Yeah. We got it. We we do got it. Uh, mm-hmm. D- Donna, this has been uh, absolute joy talking to you. I hope that you sell some homes. I really, and I've got to give my frank opinion. I'm not sure you will, uh, just because people right. are scared. Well, people are scared to go outside. Yeah, so they need to buy a home to live in. Right. Okay. Well, if they don't have a home, that's a very good point. Thank you. Uh, well that is that was donna my friends uh donna she uh she is specialized in selling people homes to uh who really need them uh the more desperate the better is what she says 
Uh, well, we're just going to take a quick break here, and we will be right back with some more calls. And welcome back to the show. We've got another caller on the line. How's it going? Bet you didn't think you'd hear from me, huh, Terry? Oh, I don't even know who this is. Welcome to the show. Oh, you don't, you don't recognize my name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll ask you for it. What's your name, partner? My name's Jerry Green. You left me to die in Santiago, Terry. <laughs> Jerry, oh God! Of all the people, how did you even get this number? Yeah. How did you yeah, get? You how remember? did? How did you get this number? We were nemeses back in back in radio school. Oh, I at remember the Ira that. Glass school for broadcasting. Well, as I specifically remember, you told me uh, I never make it, and you are, are what uh, currently marooned in Santiago, aren't you? Yeah, well, I'm paddling back to you, Terry. Once I find out where you live, and once they lift this quarantine, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> I'd like, I would honestly love to see you try, because last I remember, you were a baby back bitch. Hey, I trusted you. When we went to that fact-finding mission to Santiago to learn about what Santiago is like, and we were riding that tuk-tuk, and you pushed me off. That was low, Terry. Now, listeners, right, that what, was low. listeners, what you got to know is that uh, a prerequisite at the Ira Glass School of Radio is that you go on mission with your worst enemy uh, just to see who would be the stronger broadcaster. And I, of course, went with uh, Jerry Green, who is uh, no relation, surprisingly. Uh, but, Jerry, uh, you know, if you ever come near me, I will slit your throat. I'd like to see you try. I'm the smallest throat in the game. Now, it's just so tiny. <laughs> when they had to give me an emergency tracheotomy, they, they couldn't find it. They couldn't find my throat. It was so small. They said well, I had the throat of a baby. 
And that's and you do, and you got the opinions of one as well. That's why you never make it in radio. Yeah, well, I seem to remember one of us always pulling ahead in every class at the Irish school, Ira Glass School of Radio Broadcasting. Oh right? no, well it's the full title is the Irish Ira Glass School of Radio. Yeah, it's it's not the actual Ira Glass, obviously. It's, it's the, the Irish, Irish Ira one, Glass. yeah. It's different. And look, you were good at classes like science, and that has nothing to do with radio. Yeah, you know, I, I got A's in, in, in every class. I got A's in science. I, I got A's in storytelling. I got an A in the class where you give Ira Glass, the Irish Ira Glass, a blowjob. Every class. You know what? You you like to think that you excelled in that, but you were just teacher's pet. Cause I got can I tell you something, Terry? Given yeah, Irish ahead. Ira Glass was not one of giving him a blowjob was not part of the curriculum. It was an independent study, you idiot. Okay. I'm the idiot. I made my own major and he said, I've got an idea for an educational experience. You come to my office and you give me a blowjob. So you think when I fingered Canadian Lakshmi Singh that that was just an independent study? Yes. Yes, it was. And I was jealous of that. All right? I was jealous of that. But since I got to eat since I got to eat Chilean Guy Ross's asshole, I was fine with it. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Guess who I had lunch with the other day? Don't you fucking dare. I had lunch with Peruvian Kai Rizdal. Kai Rizdal is a son of a bitch. And the Peruvian version of him is 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 is, is this that son of a bitch's son. Well, guess he's, what? He's, guess his what? His grandmother was a bitch. Oh, okay. Well, this is why I left your ass in Santiago, because you're a sore loser and you don't know how to give it to him good. I did Peruvian Kyra's doll raw dog and had him screaming. Don't you watch what you're saying. All right. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch what I'm saying, because what are you in a goddamn canoe in the middle of the Pacific? I'm, I'm somewhere. I'm, there's water everywhere. I can't tell exactly where I am, but I'm pedaling toward the sun. You're just as lost <laughs> towards the sun. Keep pedaling toward the sun. Eventually, you'll hit land. That's that's how it works. I got an A in science. Look, you are just as lost in the ocean as you were in those radio classes. And it is just sweet, sweet, sweet paradise that you were calling into my show. Oh, oh do you want to see what, what hosting a radio show is really like? Oh, I would love wanna, to know. I would love want, to know what you, you think it? it is, oh, Jerry. Oh, 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 I'm getting a call. Okay. I'm getting a call. I'm getting a call, Jerry. Did you hear that? What is that, a goddamn landline? Yeah, yeah, I have a landline in my canoe. How is that possible? What do you mean you have a landline in your canoe? I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. Hey, hey, you're on, you're you're on the the radio with with Jerry Green. Oh, it's it's me, Michelle Obama. I'm just I'm calling in. No fucking way. No fucking way. How'd you get Michelle? How'd you get her? What the fuck you do? How'd you get her? I just want to share with you some. Some insider stories from the White House. This is fucking. Oh, this, bu- this is bullshit, Jerry. How'd you get Michelle? Uh, Michelle, um, thanks so much for coming on the show. We're obviously all, all big, all big fans. Oh, damn it! Um, um, um uh, do you, um, um, uh, 
Oh, that's that's okay. That's okay, Michelle. We all get we all get choked up sometimes. Fuck you, you Jerry. You, How'd you get are, Michelle? Are you How'd you get her? Jerry? How'd you are get you her? This? Would you fuck Obama? Because... What'd you do? Yeah, I fucked Obama. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I fucked American I fucked Obama. Spanish Obama. No, Spanish, Spanish Obama. Obama. And let me tell you, it was muy caliente. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. When I was paddling my canoe, I paddled toward the sun, and so I ended up in Spain. Right, and that's where I fucked Spanish Obama, and he said, "It it so happens that I am actually friends with real Obama. All all of the ver- all the Obama versions are friends with each other. All of us." Can I tell all you the 200... one thing? I've met I've met Spanish Obama, and the only way the only way to tell them apart is how you ask them to pronounce their name, because one is Barack Hussein Obama, and the other one is Barack Hussein Obama. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, well, it's Brock Uthain. Uthain, right? He doesn't right. pronounce, right. He doesn't pronounce Shit. the H. You got me, Jerry. Um, do, you, do you still need me on the, on the line? I'm just... Come on, Michelle. Get on our show, Michelle. I was going um, to share with you some inside stories from um, the White House. Um, not, not many people um, know this, but the White House has a bowling alley in it, and you can bowl whenever you want. Oh, even, if so cool. even if it's after the time that a normal bowling alley would that close, so cool. you can still. You, that's really cool, Michelle. Ugh. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta let you go. Um, oh, that's okay. Um, Yo, Jerry, uh, don't cut the interview short. Um, 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 uh, what are you doing, Jerry? Oh, sorry, Michelle. We got it. We gotta go. We gotta go. Damn it! See. See, Terry, that is how, that is how you host That is a not, radio no, show. you just fucking you cut little, that interview a lifetime taint, short. Taint licking piece of shit. You <laughs> love to lick taint. You'd be honored to lick my taint. Yes, I would, but it only because, only because it's, it's, it's the way my people say fuck you is to lick the, is to lick the taint. Jerry, you have to stop saying my people when you're a white man from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, oh, all right. I'm sorry, Ohio doesn't have its own culture doesn't have its own culture. The only so culture I, I, it has is the one in its fucking yogurt. What does that even mean? We have the same yogurt as anywhere else. We eat Oikos just like everyone else. But our culture is different in that the way that you say fuck you is to lick someone in tea. I learned that in high school. In high school, there was there is, there is a bully named Ben Bottles. And he told he told me to he told me to go die. And I said, no, fuck you. And he said, oh, you know how to really tell me to go fuck myself? You'll lick my taint. And I said, all right, all right, these big words. And I licked his taint. Oh God, Jerry, you really gotta you really gotta analyze your own trauma at some point. Trauma? Trauma in my life has been a march from one victory to the next. Just notching up. I'm the Napoleon of my own life. The only victory oh, that you. Oh, I'm getting another call. I'm getting, I'm getting another call, Terry. Oh, you see, you see, they're they're, they're ringing off the ringing off the hook. Jerry, right, how I'm did gonna... you get a landline on a canoe? It used to be on land. The canoe was on land. That's when the landline was installed. Don't and then d- I set out. To... Do not tell me that you're running a cable from where you started, because you should just it's fall. Really you should just you should cable. really just pull on the cable to get back to land. It's a long. Fo- no, that's where I came from. I gotta get someplace. I'm you should have. The... Why did you go oh, in the ocean? Again. They're calling again, Terry. I got. Why I did you go in the ocean? You should have walked. Hey, you're on. You're on the air. You're on the air with with Jerry Green. What? What's up? Hey, it's um, it's me. It's Steve Buscemi. Shit. Movies. God damn it! I look um, just like him. Um. Well, uh, 
you know, I must look pretty hot then because I look pretty hot to me, Steve. Wait, Demi. Steve can hear my radio show? Yeah, yeah, because you, on my radio show, you have also called in. No, no, don't you no, fucking do that to that. me. No, think you, about that. don't you you're fucking cuck my, my own show. radio show. Yeah, you're a radio show cuck. You love to watch your sh- your sh- your show get fucked by another by another man, with, with, which is how, in my culture, we say hello. No, fuck you. You're calling into my show. Steve Buscemi's um, a guest on my show. Um, does anyone want, want some behind-the-scenes um Shut your stories? mouth, Steve. Shut it. It's between me and Jerry <laughs> hey, right now. Hey, don't. Don't you treat my guests that way. I'll treat Don't you treat my I got I got I you know why I'm treating Steve that way? Because I know that that's fucking Greek Steve Buscemi. Who's the lowest um, yeah. tier Steve Buscemi? <laughs> oh no, it's because I have a mouthful of spare carpita. Yo, Steve, come on. Come on, man. You're supposed to be cool. I'm so sorry. I just I just love Philo. Jerry, dogs. hang up on his ass. Jerry, hang up on him. Jerry, hang up on him. I'm sorry, Steve. I gotta let you go. I Dude, gotta go. Jerry, Steve. good call. Of of all the calls you made tonight, that's been a plus. Hey, you know, we don't have to fight like this. Oh God, we used right, to be we best both, friends. And we both we both love the radio, and we both love eating ass. Those are the we're we're really the same person. God, it's so true. You and me, you and me going down to the quad, getting a nice, getting a nice bowl of ass and just eating it. Yeah, uh, we used to drive through the ass drive through and we'd say, hey, uh, give us two asses, please. God, um, yeah. And it turned out the guy working there at the drive through he was a puppet. Yep. Oh. And I said, that's pretty good. That is good. And I said, I said, this is good because it tells me that we all live in the same world. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I've been trying to figure out. I've been trying to figure out why every person that calls me knows me. That's a great question. That It could be because the people most likely to know you, the most people, no, sorry, the people most likely to have your number right. are the people who know you. But I posted it. I guess I did post it in only in neighborhoods I know about. I got it. T- I got. I forgot. You know, I obviously lost my cell phone in the Tuck Tuck incident. So I've just been. I've been sure. dialing different numbers. I've really? Been calling into all kinds. Been calling to all kinds of shows. Oh God, Jerry, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I. I called into a show. I called into a show. Um. That that had uh, Al Green in it. Al, it Green? Al Green. And, who's yeah, that? Al Green. Who's Al Green? No. The, no. The singer. Al Green. Is that who is that? No. Al. Al. Al Green, he um, uh, uh, often known as the Reverend Al Green. He's best known for recording a series of soul hit singles in the early 1970s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah, including yeah. "Take Me to the River," "Tired of Being Alone," "I'm Still in Love with You," "Love and Happiness," and his signature song "Let's Stay Together." Oh, t- Jerry, 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 what? are you cuck- are you cucking me right now? Are you cucking uh-huh. me? Look at you giving radio facts. You, This is exactly what you do. You lure me into it. You lure me into it, and then you fucking cuck me, Jerry. Oh, I'm getting... I'm no! Getting all Terry. All right. I'm so, I'm you so know sorry. What? I'm sorry. All right, well, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Do you hear that? Oh, my Jesus Christ. Every person that's called in, I just suddenly... Oh, my God. I lose who I am. I've been so many different people in so many different lives. But Jerry Green, Jerry Green was quite the person. 
Uh, I hope he drowns in the ocean. I hope he drowns. I would love if he drowned. That'd be a blast for me. So we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be back with another call. Oh my God. another caller uh caller are you there hello hi how's it going welcome to uh this is terry green on quarantine colin who is this terry green it's it's your grandma sylvia who sylvia sylvia i don't i don't uh is that a first or last name that's my first your grandmother's first name it's my well my great it's not my grandmother's first name why did you call me? I, uh, well, you called it's in. way past my bedtime. I didn't, well, you called in. Come on. <laughs> you called me? me on my birthday? It's your Happy birthday. birthday to me. Well, well, okay, that's why you're singing. Uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Me. Happy birthday, dear. Okay, dear Sylvia. Happy me. birthday to you. Are you calling in because it's your birthday? And many more. And it's many... so nice. It's so nice that you called me on my birthday. Oh, uh, Sylvia, I'm so sorry. We, you called into this show, and I'm sorry for Harry, the miscommunication. Yes, your father is not returning my phone cause oh no i'm so sorry how does my father so um you are how does my father know you i'm his mother okay uh it's just that i don't have a grandmother named sylvia you certainly do i do you do i don't i've never you know what i i've been told that all of my grandparents were dead Oh, it's a lot. I'm not dead. You You're know not dead. It. Yeah, you couldn't be and dead. You know it. Stop sending. Stop sending me those text messages. I'm not sending you text messages. I know that you're dead, Sylvia, and I reply back. Stop sending me these messages. Look, I would love to say that I sent those. Those sound like a blast to send. But I mean, it's a lot of fun when I get them. Yeah, but it's I didn't send those text messages, and I'm sorry that whoever sent whoever sent them to you sounds very. If you were actually my grandmother, I would send you funny gifts. I would send you videos. It'd be a lot of fun. That sounds wonderful. Now, Sylvia, are you alone right now? Yeah. Who uh, you know? You used to. Were you married at one point? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I just, I want to, I figured I'd ask. Thank you for asking. So, yeah, every time, every time the sun comes up like it does right now, I think of my long lost lover. Oh, who's that lover? Your grandfather. Oh, no, I know. Sylvia, we're just having this significant, there's one, there's one really big misunderstanding happening right now. And you just, yeah, why did you call me? I didn't call you and you're just plowing through. 
I would, you know, for my birthday this year, remember last year you got me a vanilla cake? Sure. This year, I want it to be a marble cake. Now, I got to ask, when you say marble cake, do you mean vanilla and chocolate? Yeah. Just want to check. You know. What do you think of when I say marble cake? I think of the stone, but that's really stupid. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. You can't eat that. I yeah, you could try. That's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Sylvia, That's tell what? me about tell me what you like most about your grandson. I like that he knows Spanish. I don't speak it. Oh come on. Speak a little Spanish for you, grandma. Uh uh uh, uh <laughs> I could if I'm being honest, the first thing that comes to my mind is El Pollo Loco. Whoa. I don't know what it means, but I love hearing you say it. That's a nice, you know, for my birthday this year, you know I'm turning 91. I did not know that, but congratulations. Thank you. 91 years I've been here, and I would love this year to learn a new language. Well, uh, you should ask your uh, grandson to buy you Rosetta Stone. Buy me Rosetta Stone. I'm... (laughs) Sylvia, Sylvia, can I ask, when was the last time you saw any of your family? Was it a long time ago? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time since a rock and roll. Led Zeppelin. Uh, hey. Yeah. Now, Sylvia, where do you live these days? China. China. What are you doing in China, Sylvia? I bought a ticket. You bought a ticket? How recently? Yeah. Oh, it's been like 40 years. Four years. What part of China? Forty. Forty. Oh, okay. I've been here a long time. Now, if I gotta, I you know what? Since you said it, I gotta ask: Are you in Wuhan? I'm not in Wuhan. Thank God. Thank God. Thank goodness. Yeah, that that's things are crazy over there, huh? You telling me? There's so I hate the Wuhan food. What is the Wuhan food? It's spicy. Oh yeah, can't complain there. Too spicy. Yeah, grandma. sure. Excuse me? Too spicy for grandma. Now, grandma, 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 look, there's, I, you know, I feel like no matter how many times I say that I'm not your grandson, uh, you will just truck on through. Why did you call me? I didn't call you. I did not call you. Never at one point did I call you. This is, in fact, it's a call-in show. I, 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 I'm just perplexed how you got the number. I don't know how. You don't know how? I, I'm telling you, the sun's coming up. My phone starts ringing. And I answer it, and it's you. Well, that's crazy because I for sure didn't call you. But how's how's China? How's that? How's that China sunrise? It's quiet. It's quiet. It's quiet. Here. Yeah, sunrises usually are quiet, huh? Yeah, the birds. Sylvia, what's your favorite hobby? I love. Shooting, shooting, shooting yeah, what? I got, a, I got a bunch of guns. You got a bunch of guns. Seems hard to get in China unless you're in the military or a government official. I'm both of those things. <laughs> you're a government official in China. Yeah, and in the military. A 91 year old white woman from America <laughs> is a government official in China. I'm doing pretty well over here. I'd say so. What's your pay? I get paid a hundred thousand a year. Wow, no currency listed seems suspicious. <laughs> it's what I get paid. It's what you get paid, yeah. 
Oh, Sylvia. It's worth a lot. It's, it's worth a lot. lot. In what country? In this one. In China? In China. Yeah. I'm in the front, you know? You're in the front of China? Oh, it's easy. It's like people are impressed that I get paid so much. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You sound just like your father. I don't. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you, it remind, you remind me of him oh yeah that's so, so sweet sylvia i'm so happy i could give you a couple of moments of happiness oh it feels good uh you know can i ask sylvia in this in yeah. in china as a government official loaded with weapons what have you been doing i've been you know what this past couple of months, I've been learning how to drive a stick shift. Learning how to drive a stick shift. That's a lot of yeah. fun. What, it's been hard. It's been hard. Now, uh, what's your vision like? It's 2020. 2020? Yeah, year we're in. I could see they wanted me to be a pilot. They Hold wanted up. me to be a fighter pilot. Hold up, pilot. Sylvia. I just want to say it's a blast that your vision is 2020 and it's 2020. I really just want to sit in that. Oh! For one second, hey, that's was, this must be know, the year of op. Uh, I almost said ophthalmology, but opto <laughs> optometry. That's what it is. That's what year it is in China. It's the year of optometry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Here. From monkey to rat to dragon to optometrist. That's right. That's right. I've been learning how to drive a stick shift here, and it's hard. It is. Hard. What's so hard about it? I'm an automatic boy. You got to use your leg. Oh, yeah? And I, it's so I, hard. I use my leg for driving most of the time, but what's, what's no, different? your other leg. Oh, your other leg. You got to use, you know, the one, when you're driving, usually one of your legs is active and the other leg is dead to you. Right, yeah. That's so how they put this, it, too. It's, yeah, it's stick in stick shift land. You got to use that other leg, and it's hard work. Oh, yeah, I know. You know, I know. Your father used to tell me about how he would drive stick shift. I don't know. And he would say, Mom, one day you're going to have to learn it. Who did he learn it from? He learned it from his father. Tell me about his father. He was a brave young man. Mm -hmm. I met him. I met him in Chicago. He must have fought in World War Two, huh? He did. Mm. Where did he fight? Specific theater? Uh, yeah, he he fought a specific theater. <laughs> was it Broadway? Yeah. <laughs> he was on the front lines of Broadway. They couldn't have shows. You can't have shows while there's a war going on. You can't. That's what he kept saying. But they kept insisting to put up 42nd Street or whatever bullshit they had that year. I've heard of that guy, the lone gunman of Broadway. That's right. That's your father. He dug trenches. He dug trenches in the cement. That's right. Big, big metal axes so ships couldn't land. That's wild. Imagine if he could see you now ruling with an iron fist in China. <laughs> He'd be so happy. How do you feel about Shen Yun? Who? Shen Yun. I've never met him. The Taiwanese, I believe it's a Taiwanese dance company that's famously anti-China. I don't know. I don't understand one thing you just said. Okay. 
my grandmother, if it, let me tell you something. If you were my yeah. grandmother, she and would I know because she's famously pro Shen Yun. <laughs> so you're thinking of your mother's mother. I am not because I don't know I you. Think you. I think you are. No, you're I'm thinking not. of your I'm mother's pretty... mother, and I'll tell you a secret. I've never liked her. Really? Oh, she's no. oh, she was a pain. That's terrible. Why was she a pain? Because she hated the fact that I was in the military. Really? Why? Yeah. The military is it because the military killed someone in her family? That's right. The military killed her family. The military killed her family? <laughs> yeah. Was she, she Russian? Was, was, was she Russian it. royalty? <laughs> she was Russian. She was an oligarch from Russia. Wow. And I said, shut up. Shut up. Yeah, that's a good response. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. There's nothing better than when your family's been murdered by the military than just screaming, shut up. Like, we've heard this story before. We get it. Yeah. Be interesting. <laughs> I never rem- I don't even remember her name. I could care less. She was so boring. Oh, I would put money that her name is Anastasia. <laughs> Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it's called it's called a deal. It's a deal. <laughs> okay, we agree. Sylvia. How, yeah. Sylvia, I don't know who you what? are, but you're a lot of fun. I like you a lot too, my grandson. Yeah, boy. I'm not I'm not your grandson, but you just keep powering through. You, you know, I have I'm looking at a picture of you. Mhm. And is your hair still very long? No, it's very short. Oh. Thank God. What does that mean? What, what, I hated your long hair. No, that's not fair. I thought you were going to trip. Excuse me? I said that boy's going to trip on his hair. Uh, my hair was never that long, but whoever that was, <laughs> that hair is far too long if they're going to trip on it. And I was like, you're going to trip on that hair. You're not going to save yourself. Ugh. Are you related to Cousin It from the Adams Family? <laughs> Cousin It? Yeah. You mean... Lou, <laughs> Lou it, Lou it. He was, I'll tell you, smelly. I can imagine. I, I can't imagine. Imagine getting in the. How would he even begin to blow dry without you know going into a wind tunnel? Exactly. He used to go into car washes all the time. That's a blast. Well, Sylvia, it's been so much fun talking to you, but we gotta move on. We gotta. We gotta pay the bills. Don't let it be another year before I hear from you again. Well, Sylvia, I'll tell you this. I might not be your grandson, and I know you're just going to power on through that, but uh, I might give you a call because it was a lot of fun talking to you. I love you. Uh, It's good to hear from you. Well, that was Sylvia. Wow. You know what, folks? In this time of quarantine, make sure to look after your elders, which brings us to another sponsor we have today. I'm going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back after this ad. Greetings. My name is Shark Williams, and I bought this headspace to just tell you about a fun idea I had that I think you might like doing, too. Um... Here's how it works. I invite a bunch of friends over and I dress them all up like little ghosts and we spend the first 45 minutes all being really scared and wondering how we got to this plane of existence. And then once that has subsided, we bring out the Spanakopita and it's a lot of fun 
Fox. It's the health of spinach with the pure delight of puff pastry. And we do that. And as we drink a couple glasses of wine, a bottle a person, um, we just we just chat about what's been going on and what times in history we're from um, and how we all ended up being ghosts. And once that once that's really, really hit its peak, at that point we'll sit down for a very, very nice and very long ham dinner with all the fixings you could really ever imagine. Corn on the cob, jello, peas, your mom's secret recipe for toadstools. And after that very long, very satisfying dinner, we all undo our belts and we talk about not what, not what we're going to do, but what we would do sexually to ourselves in the moment. And it's all above board. It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of discussion. It's a, it's a lot of role play for fun adult audiences. Um, and then once everyone's had their fill of that fun ghost role play, we take the sheets off and we just fill out a quick questionnaire on how we can make the experience better next time. And I just, you know, I think this could be something you would really like. And if you want to do it, you just do it. You don't have to pay me anything. I just wanted to put this in your ears. This is a little tiny idea. Just, just a little tiny UPS man with a little tiny box pushing it into your ear and straight into your brain. So, my name is Garfield. Oh my god. What a night it's been, folks. We're coming to the end of our show, and it looks like we have one more caller on the line before we get things over with. Hello, caller, how are you? Hello, hello, Terry? Yeah, how's it it going? Oh my gosh, hello, Drew Larkin here. Oh Uh, my gosh. Hi, Drew. It's so refreshing to hear another adult voice on the phone. Let me tell you. Well, uh, Drew, what do you mean? What, what do you mean another adult voice? You with a bunch of old people? Gosh, I gotta say, I've been stuck in quarantine with my twelve-year-old son and his group of friends, and uh, you know, not another adult around. So, <laughs> you know, it's starting to get in my head. It's really great to just hear another adult, maybe talk about adult things. You know, just kind of. Yeah, get a cold diet going. Oh, sure, Drew. I mean, how'd you get stuck quarantined with a bunch of kids? Was it a birthday party or something? Yeah, it was my son Jeremy's birthday party. And, uh, you know, normally I work at the John Hancock building on the 67th floor. Right? Oh, that's a big uh, building. And uh, mutual funds. It's a yeah, very big build, building. I uh, work in finance. I'm just like, Tyler, Tyler, I'm not playing. No, Tyler, you're not supposed to come in here. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Oh, God. Drew, I can already see what you're talking about. My office is out of bounds. God. Uh, God, are you working from home, Drew? Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, my my son's friends were were in the middle of a game of a secret agent, and uh, I told them I had to take this call, and I'm out of bounds, but they uh, seem to not be understanding that. 
Well, Drew, I'd love to help you out tonight. And really get into my head being stuck in this room with these kids. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can you know? imagine. I mean, I mean, what do they, what do they know about adult adult stuff? You, you got to do, do you have a spouse or partner there? Or are you a single? Uh, sorry, what was that? You got a spouse or partner there? Or are you are you a single these days? No, no, my wife my wife went out, and then the quarantine went out. All right, um, yeah, so she, then for, yeah. she got stuck out. And I'm I'm alone with the the boys, and uh, it hasn't been good. We ran out of pizza rolls uh, a couple mm. days ago. Uh, you know, the water isn't so great in my neck of the woods. So uh, they've been drinking a lot of Mountain Dew and Sun Kissed, which isn't uh, good for their metabolisms. I don't think. Drew, Drew, are, Drew, are you worried that this could turn into a Lord of the Flies situation? I have seen it start to unfold. They keep talking about eyes that are watching them from the kitchen. And I keep telling them it's just a timer on the microwave, but they're telling me it's some sort of watcher. I don't really understand. Drew, you um, tell one me. One of them has started to emerge as a leader. No, and, Drew, that's what I was afraid to hear. Yeah, it's, it's not my son either, which is uh, kind of an annoying aspect to it. I'm stuck in my own house. So you gotta, so you gotta start working. You, Some other kid keeping me hostage. Drew, you gotta work on diplomacy because that kid's not gonna respect you unless you know how to communicate with him. I know. Well, it's just as a stock trader that doesn't work on the floor anymore. I've kind of gotten used to just interacting with computers and uh, you know my face-to-face interaction skills. These kids can kind of intimidate me. Uh, they've Maybe right. it's just a question me into my own office, which I had to declare as a safe zone, and even then they don't respect it. Drew, I got it. Drew, and I, I pray that the, I pray the answer is no. But has an economy started to emerge? Yes. Oh no. Yes. It from the beginning it started to emerge. These kids just started taking any sort of sharp object they could. And putting them into piles and calling them money. I mean, Drew, that, that's all... them into like paper wasps and shoot them that's at me. that's a little bit on you for letting the kids get near knives. I mean, that's that's birthday one hundred and one. I like to display my knives. Okay? Oh, oh I don't okay. Feel like I need to put them away. Mm-hmm. I think that they're works of art in their own sense, and people should respect the craftsmanship that needs to go into them. Right. So I'm gonna leave them out. Yeah, I just well, trust the kids to not use them. Yeah, you know, and which was a mistake on my part. Well, you know, no one expects a quarantine. No one expects one. No one sees it coming. It just comes out of nowhere. So and, you know, Drew, have you about to get more birthday candles? So. <sighs> I'm so sorry, Drew. I mean, have you made your value, you know, known to the kids? I've tried. I've tried telling them, like, hey, you know, I'm the one that can drive a car. Yeah, and they just think that if they have the keys, they're fine. So, I mean, they're not—they're not totally wrong. They're not totally wrong. They're not totally wrong, Drew. They're not, and that's what—that's what scares me is that they're not wrong and they know it. They're starting to outsmart me. (laughs) What does that mean? Playing it. The other day, you know, they were like putting up barriers, and I was telling them they were like, you know, that that looks like it sucks, and they actually told me it was fun. And I was like, well, putting up barriers can't be fun. And they were like, no, like, it's really honestly fun. Like, just try it. And so then I started putting up barriers. And about, like, two hours later, I put up barriers all around the house. And then I realized it's not fun to put them up. They just convinced me into it. It was a whole Tom Sawyer situation. Oh, God. Well, I don't, think, I that's, just, I don't think that's a totally fair comparison, but I understand what you're saying. <laughs> 
just you know, so they're playing me. Drew, I'm losing my mind here. Being the only adult. Drew, what did you want to? What you said, adult stuff. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about sex? You want to talk about alcohol? You want to talk about oh, uh, jobs? What do you want to talk God. about? Yeah, man. Like you know, I would have a beer right now. Like would be so freaking good, right? Yeah, I mean, I or like God swinging a golf club. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll tell you what. I haven't had the room to do that. These kids running around. They also took my golf clubs. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. It sounds like they're really running, running, running things over there. It sounds like you, I, Drew, and I don't want to scare you. It sounds like you really should be on edge. Seems like you should go into survival mode. Yeah, um, yeah. I tried to, uh, you know, just kind of sequester myself into my office. Uh, they're sort of respecting it, but I'm worried as to what they're up to out there. Mm-hmm. It has been quiet for a little while, you know, except for Tyler interrupting earlier. Um, I'm just, uh, you know, hanging on, hoping that my wife can make her way back. I don't know where she got stuck out in quarantine, I assume, you know, in the grocery store or whatever. Can I ask you, Drew, it it, it seems like your wife, has she conveniently disappeared many times? She has been out a couple other times where things have happened. Yeah, such as uh, what? You know, the power was going out, and she just happened to be... At Applebee's with the girls. Right, yeah. And then yeah. there was the other time that the lizard came in. The lizard? Was, what does that mean? Lizard. Oh, lizard. Like a I, I, you dropped the B. That's what I thought you meant. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, no, no lizards. Just that would have been that would have been crazy. The lizard, you know what I mean? That would no, that would have been crazy. That would have been really crazy. Drew, like, you, yeah, you're I a cool know. dude. Drew, Drew, you sound like kind of like a cool dude. Oh, hey, thanks. You know, I I appreciate that. You know, I try to you know hang out and like drink like really cool beers and you know play golf with boys and whatnot and like yeah. give off a cool vibe. So yeah, I'm really glad that, that kind of thing gets read. Well, Drew, uh, you know as cool as you sound, I gotta tell you. My outlook, if I was a Magic 8-Ball, I wouldn't be optimistic. I think you're going to die in that house. Uh, I've been I've been starting to feel the same thing. It's getting warmer in here. I'm worried that they've kind of figured out a way to smoke me out of my office. Um, Does your office have any windows, the... by the way? Any windows in the office? Probably not. No, yeah, no, no windows. Yeah, no, yeah, Just yeah, the yeah. one door. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stuck in here. So, uh Perhaps I can find a way to the vent or something. I don't know. It's getting really hot. No, nah, so, uh, the, 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 you know, Drew, I got to tell you, they're probably 10 steps ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm assuming that there's some sort of punch pit or something in my, uh, my vent and uh, outside the door. They're probably all just waiting. Um, so I guess we'll just stick it out for a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of water in here, so that's good. That's what I would do, too, uh, yeah. My my nine wedge, so I can you know practice some chips. Drew, you ever uh, uh, you ever uh, you ever you ever ride a hog? Ride a hog? Yeah, you ever get you ever you <laughs> yeah, ever? You bet. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You oh know. yeah, I got a Honda Shadow out in the garage. A Honda Shadow? What eight, what's that? Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Oh, I don't know what any of that means. Oh, trust me, that's uh, one mean bike. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. You got to be careful, oh, yeah. though. You got to be careful because the kids could trip it for parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I heard them kind of doing that earlier. There was a lot of clanking and uh, 
the thing is, I taught them how to build a potato cannon last summer, and now they're oh, applying drill. a lot of those physics to the piping that they're finding on my motorcycle. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, with the metal, they can, you know, get a lot more force out of it, so it's gotten pretty dangerous. Yeah, well, you're Drew, you're a dead man. Uh, well, I I hope for the best, you know. Uh, just gonna kind of steam in here like a hot dog or something for a little bit until uh, maybe I find a way to fight out of here, kind of like a coyote fighting out his own leg to get out of a bear trap. Yeah. Have you have you considered calling the cops, or you is that not really your style? I assume quarantine rules. They they're not gonna do anything. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They'd be breaking quarantine. So why would they? Yeah. Yeah, we're just kind of our own martial law society in our within our house. Well, um, Drew, you know, you called in to talk about adult stuff, and look, you're a goner, and it's just it's it's that simple. And I, what would is there anything I can help you talk about? Any conversation you've been dying to have? Yeah, then just like dying, absolutely dying to ask somebody. What's this millions about that I keep hearing? Oh, I don't have an HBO subscription, but everyone keeps talking about it, and I'm like, what the heck is McMillions? God, I wish I knew. Oh, you don't know. I don't ah. know. I best I could guess, Dang. it's a new. It's got something to do with Irish people or Scottish people. Yeah, that's that was my guess. That yeah. was my guess. I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't got you know. If I wish, I I wish I could have seen it to help you out, but I just don't know anything about it. No, it's, yeah, that's okay. Uh, I guess I'm just a little upset that my only question before I probably die is uh, not going to get answered. But yeah, uh, uh, God, I wish. I mean, if you, I mean, if do you have any other questions? I mean, I, I maybe I know something. That was really the only one that it's comes the only to mind. One. Yeah. So I guess I'm just gonna shoot, man. Yeah. Okay. What I would suggest, Drew, if I could tell you, I'd squirrel up in a corner and I'd start getting ready to attack. Yeah, I guess I've got some office supplies in here I can maybe take together or uh, fashion into some sort of spear or something. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of tuck up behind my desk. Well, Drew. If uh, you know, if you get the chance, I, you know, call in again. That might be a lot of fun. Uh, but if you don't make mm-hmm. it, you know, we're really praying for you. And I, you know what? I think this is a good chance. Uh, let's give a plug. Ch- let's check out McMillions. Uh, I think it sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely sounds really interesting. I think everyone should check it out. I wish I could. Um, and I guess maybe like if, if you have any more callers, they can just come in with their PPO login information so that I can just log in on my office computer. Oh, maybe I have time you know, watch. Drew, I'd love to, but you're the last caller of the night. It's past ten, and oh. once it gets past yeah, once it gets past ten, we Dang. gotta shut we gotta shut the stream off. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, well, I guess that's my luck today. Yeah, that's well, great to hear from you, Drew. Oh. Really great to hear from you. Yeah, thanks for thanks for talking to me. Uh, it was nice. Refreshing change of pace. I think I hear Tyler outside screaming something about war. Oh, uh, yeah. Seems to be paint flying everywhere, so. Yeah, well, best of luck, Drew. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, right. Terry. Have a, have a good night. Wow. Wow. We have had, what a night. I wish I knew what McMillions was. I really wish I could help that guy because he's for sure dead meat. Oh, wow. We have really run the gamut tonight. And I got to say, 
these callers have been just nothing but fun and story and intrigue and I lose myself in each of these calls and it's such a blast look here's what I want to say uh, if you're out there in quarantine land keep on doing what you gotta do keep on going deeper into that quarantine if you're in a basement go deeper and if you're feeling like you're healthy get healthier because all we have is each other and the only connection we have right now is through things like the internet and i really appreciate all of you listening tonight uh if you like what you heard i don't know what to say tune in whenever this happens again if it does happen again i've been terry green and you've been the audience This has been a production of Mess and Finesse, a comedy label based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. If you want to hear more of this program or shows like this, please send us an email at admin at messandfinesse.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at M-E-S-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-E-S-S-E dot com. And for more content, directory of programs, or information on live shows and comedy classes, please visit messandfinesse.com or follow us at Mess and Finesse on social media. Thank you for listening.